You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Jesus is the light of the world. Learn more in week six of our series, Beyond the Signs. In John chapter 9, verse 1, we're going to read in verse 1. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? By the way, the story is about Jesus healing a man born blind. And so they had this discussion. And then verse 3, Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. That's really a good way of saying that someday all of us are going to die. Uh, And as long as there is an opportunity, let's do the work that God is calling us to do because there will come a time that we won't be able to do this work. There is a sense of urgency uh, in in the words of Jesus. In verse 5, as long as as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Uh, very interesting story. Um, when I was reading this, actually, nakakalibang siya. No? I, I wish I can share to you all the details. There's just too many things to, uh, to really touch on this sh- uh, story. But with the limited time that we have, we'll try to zero in on our topic for today. I, I read a news article this morning, and it's about a man who was arrested last month for trying to steal $7 billion through wire transfer. And what's interesting about this story is that when he was asked, what's your reason, what's your defense for doing these things? Because last December, uh, over 70 wire transfers were made by this guy, Amounting to seven billion. Ang defense niya, sabi niya, well, because Jesus created wealth for everyone. And I believe I'm entitled to it. <laughs> in, in one article, news article, ang, pang, ang, ang heading po nung news is that uh, a man who tried to steal, who tries stealing seven billion dollars is blaming Jesus for the crime. <laughs> so, that is bad theology. How many of you know bad theology will result to bad things? <laughs> Now, uh, Jesus' disciples had their own bad theology. From the story that we read, uh, they passed through and they saw a blind man. Tapos ang tanong ho nila kaagad, sino kaya nagkasala dito? Siya o parents niya? Because during their time, the popular mindset was that if something bad happens to you, it's because of something bad you've done. Or maybe your parents. So, medyo malungkot yung situation ng blind man na to. Dahil, uh, during their time, if you're blind, you're unemployed, there's no work available for you. Unlike today, there are uh, mga certain works na pwedeng gawin ng mga blind people. But during their time, all you can do is beg for money. Not only that life was hard, but many people, when they see you, they would think you're cursed because of something that your parents did or maybe something that you've done. So, they were asking... Whose fault is this? And Jesus had to correct that wrong thinking, that bad theology. Because that's not always the case. Of course, uh, uh, in general, sins will have its own consequences, but that's not always the case. Jesus said that this man 
was in that condition not because of sin, but so that the work of God might be displayed in Him. Wow. Amazing. It's amazing that God can use the ugly, the imperfect, and the messy part of our lives for His glory. Kasama na yung mga hindi ho natin pinopost sa Instagram at Facebook. The, the tendency, our propensity is to always show what's good, the good side, the edited side. But it's encouraging to know that in the Bible, God said that it's not only our good side that God can use to display His glory and His power, but even the not-so-good side of our lives. Ilan sa inyo dito meron kayong not-so-good side of your life? Okay, yung medyo tinatago nyo or nahihiya kayo. Now, God said that uh, God can use that. You know, there are two, uh, uh, I think it's Martin Luther, the reformer, who said that there are two school of thought. Like, there's this called theology of glory wherein people believe that God reveals His glory through victories and blessings. That's the theology of glory. But there's also this theology of the cross where some people believe that God reveals His glory in sacrifice or suffering, just like what He demonstrated on the cross. So, which is which? Is it the theology of glory? Or is it the theology of the cross? I think it's both. God can, God can reveal His glory in, uh, through our victories, but also through our failures and defeats. God can showcase His power and glory in our abundance, but also God can showcase His power and glory in time of lack. In times of conflict, not just in times of peace. In times of sickness, not just in health. And so, uh, the, the only problem is sometimes, there's a tendency for the church to lean more on the theology of glory. And we're not really so used to the theology of the cross. Kaya pag may something bad happening, we feel like something's wrong. If, it's not, if, if, if the situation is not favorable, it's not smooth, if there's sacrifice, if there's hardship, maybe something is wrong. But God said that's not the case. Something's wrong with this person. He's in a very bad situation. But God said that man is in that situation so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. And maybe for some of us here, we're looking at our situation and we see something in our situation. Lord, it's just so encouraging to know. Oh, okay, kaya pala to ni Lord. I like the message translation of verse 3 of John chapter 9. And here's what it said. You're asking the wrong question. This is a different rendering of the verse we read earlier. You're looking for someone to blame. There is no such cause effect. Look instead for what God can do. Can you please turn to the person seated next to you? Sabi mo sa kanya, stop looking for someone to blame. If you're seeing something you don't like in your situation, stop blaming. Instead of looking for someone to blame, look to God and move on and see what God can do in you and through you. In fact, if I may say, stop allowing your history to stop you in fulfilling your destiny. Don't allow your history to be an excuse in order for you not to fulfill God's destiny for your life. Sabi niya, hindi, hindi, huwag niyo sisihin yung parents nitong bata na to. Huwag niyo sisihin yung nangyari sa kanya years ago. It got nothing to do with what I'm doing now in his life. So, stop blaming. Stop blaming your history, parents, lack of talent. Instead, look to Jesus and move on and see what God can do in you and through you. Now, 
to understand the sign, uh, I wish we can continue talk about the healing. Nakakatawa yung healing, no? Nung papagalingin na siya ni Lord. May speech muna si Lord. Sabi niya, you know, the, I'm the light of the world. I came. Then after nun, papagalingin niya na yung, yung bulag. Pero bago siya pagalingin, may narinig siya. Sabi ng bulag, ano yun? Tapos siya ng, ma, ng lupa, mad. Tapos nilagay niya, ah, medyo malagkit to Lord. You, know, you will find things in the Bible that, that sounds weird. Parang <laughs> grabe ito ah. Lord, ba't ganun yung way mo, Lord? <laughs> diba? Lord, pwede bang wala nang ganun? <laughs> but you know, you cannot put God in a box. Parang Lord, pag pinasa mo ako sa exam, isiserve na kita. Lord, pag binigay mo tong kota na to, Lord, I'll worship. But you cannot put God in a box. What if God answers you differently? In a different way. What if God will tell you to do what is right before you see the result that you desire? Kasi sa kanya, pinapunta siya sa pull up siloam. Sabi niya, okay, magwash ka dun. And then after washing, that's when he was able to see. But going there, he was still blind. Will you obey God even if you don't see the result yet? Even if it it feels like, wala pang nangyayari, Lord, ah. tutuloy ko pa ba to? Lord, pang second week ko na to, pang third week ko na to, ah. Lord, tutuloy ko pa ba yan? You know, that's why the Bible says, the righteous shall live by faith, not by sight. There's this element of faith. Now, to understand the sign, we'll look at the progression of the faith of this blind man. If we read the rest of the story, we're going to see my journey tong mama na to, and I hope that, uh, you know, somehow God will use this in order for us to reflect uh, when it comes to our own journey with God. Asan ka na sa journey mo kay Lord? No, first, first one in verse 8, nung gumaling na yung blind, it says the neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, it is he. Others said, no, but he's like him. And he kept saying, I am the man. Nangyari na ba sa inyo to? Yung sobrang binago ka ni Lord, hindi naniniwala yung mga tao na binago ka talaga ni Lord. Pag nalaman nila na Christian ka na, ikaw, grabe naman. Until today, may mga batchmate to ako sa high school, pag nalaman nila pastor na ako, pastor ka na pala, grabe talaga. Paano nangyari yan? <laughs> yeah, that's what happened to this man. He was healed. God did a miracle in his life and the people around him cannot believe. Oh, hindi naman napapansin ng mga tao. Ay, binago ka na pala. Verse 10, So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made, the, the man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So hindi niya kilala si Jesus. Ano? Sabi niya, itong tao na pangalan si Jesus, may narinig akong sound. And then I'm, I'm able to see. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. You know, it's possible to experience God's blessing and still not know Him. It's possible to have riches and provision and not be in the will of God. Just like what happened to this man. He experienced the blessing, he experienced the miracle, pero hindi pa rin niya kilala si Lord. He's still in that stage wherein it's, it's about the blessing and it's about the provision. You know, last month, my family and I had the opportunity to go to Koron, Palawan. Okay, may libreng lahat, no? So we enjoyed. Enjoy talaga, no? Pag libre, no? Mas relax ka, my peace. So we enjoyed. Uh, we took pictures. We went to different islands. Now, can you imagine kung pagbalik namin, ang mga pictures namin, lahat ng pictures namin, 
ang katabi namin, sign, to koron. To ganon. Yun lang yung pictures namin ng pamilya. Puro mga signboard lang, tapos may arrow or may pangalan. Yun lang yung lahat ng pictures namin. 200 pictures, puro sign. Walang picture ng island, walang picture ng snorkeling, walang picture ng, ng hiking, wala. Puro sign. Tapos lahat ng pinag-uusapan, kinikwento namin, kumusta yung koron? Ang ganda ng sign. Grabe, square na square. Yung letters niya, ay grabe. Yung isa, may arrow to the left, may arrow to the right, hindi ka maniniwala. Ang galing. Ito yung mga patunay, yung 200 pictures. Ang weird, no? Parang, baliw ba to? Hindi <laughs> mo, mo kinakwento yung, yung island, hindi mo nakikwento yung clear water. But you know, that's the picture when all we talk about is the miracle. If all we talk about is the, the healing, the provision, the, the business expansion, if all we're talking about is the blessing, that's what it is. When, when I hope we will graduate from that stage where it's all about the miracle and the blessing, and we will start coming to a point wherein, wow, ang galing ni Lord. Grabe yung love ni Jesus. Amazing yung grace. Every day, I, can, I am just standing in awe. The more I understand what Christ has done on the cross and the, how much He paid for my sin, I can't help but worship Him. And, and I hope we will get to that stage. Now, the, the second progression of this man's faith in verse 13, they brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Ito yung mga nagpe-persecute kay Jesus. And in spite of the miracle, you know, they're still very uh, critical of, of Him. Now, it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. Again, the Bible says, For the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers, so that we will not see the gospel and the glory of Christ and the image of God. And one of the things that the enemy would use to blind us is tradition. Not only, blind, uh, not only uh, lies, bad theology, wrong thinking, and, and because of wrong thinking, we can't see God. But not only wrong thinking, but it's also tradition. Sabi nila, it can't be from God because He's doing all these miracles during the Sabbath. And according to the tradition, pag Sabbath, dapat walang gumagalaw. Walang nagtatrabaho. Bubuhatin mo lang yung bed mo, yung una, uy, trabaho yun. Wala. Dapat rest day. So, they are following the Sabbath that when Jesus came and started doing the miracles and started introducing Himself, they cannot accept. Why? Because there's a blinder of tradition. And there are people like that today. Eh, hindi na tayo open magbago, dito na tayo nabuhay. Tradition. Eh, hindi tayo ganyan eh. Hindi ganyan paniniwala natin eh. And so, Jesus is trying to reveal Himself, but we can't receive. Because of tradition. That's what happened to them. And some of the Pharisees said, again, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? Since he has opened your eyes. And he said, He's a prophet. Grabe, ito na yung progression niya. From first, there's a man called Jesus. Ito na, oh, who do you say about, what do you say about this man? Sabi niya, now I think he's the prophet. Now in the Old Testament, the system of government they have is called theocracy where 
God is the ultimate ruler and He's using three kinds of people to govern the nation. There's the priest, which is uh, man's representative to God, the king who leads the nation, and then the prophet, who is God's representative to man. And, um, and among the three, the prophet is really the most powerful. He can confront the king like what Nathan did to David. He's considered as one who is from God and speaking the very word of God. Kaya siyang power to pronounce judgment. May power siya to, to speak to the king and talk about the future, about decisions that needs to be made. So you have the priest, you have the king, you have the prophet. Now, the last prophet that they, uh, they know was Malachi. Yung Malachi po, the last book in the Old Testament. So Malachi and then the first book in the New Testament is Matthew. Between these two books, there's this 400 years. 400 years gap, which they call the 400 years of silence. Because from Malachi up to the coming of Christ, there was no prophet that was sent to give the word of the Lord. So it's so, Walang representatives the Lord. Walang nagbibigay ng word ni God. Now, this man who was born blind, who was healed, had this revelation. And he said, who's the man? He said, he is the prophet. Basically, what he's saying is, he is from God, and he speaks the very word of God. Where are you in your journey with God? Have you come to a point of your life wherein you are finally convinced that the Bible is the word of God? That Jesus, not only that Jesus is God, but His Word is the Word of God. That the Bible is not just a, a compilation of good principles that we can apply in our daily life. It's not just a set of opinions, uh, suggestions, good ideas, good teachings. No, these are not just good teachings. How many of you are convinced this is the Word of God? This is the final authority for what we believe and how we live our lives. And so, if, if something contradicts to the, uh, what's popular in the culture, even if this is not popular, even, even if this is counterculture, even if this is different from what I used to believe growing up, even if there is a, uh, you know, a, a sacrifice entailed in following this, I'm going to obey this. You know why? Because this is the Word of God. This blind man was cast out of the synagogue. And the synagogue represents really their identity. Pag wala ka na sa synagogue, kaya takot sila sa mga Pharisees eh. I'm not reading the, uh, some parts of the story anymore, but there's a part of the story where they called for the parents. Hindi magulo kausap tong blind man na to, tawagin niyo yung parents. Tapos kinausap nila yung parents, ito ba ang anak niyo talaga? Mukha naman. Paano siya gumaling? Sabi niya, ang alam namin, bulag siyang pinanganak, nakakakita na siya ngayon, anak namin siya, pero kung paano siya gumaling at sino nagpagaling sa kanya, hindi namin alam. Malaki na siya, matanda na, tanungin niyo siya. And the Bible said that they said that because they feared the Pharisees to be cast out of the synagogue. Takot sila. You know one blinder that keeps people away from Christ is fear. Fear of what peop- other people will say. Fear of what other people will do. Fear of what they're going to possibly lose if they confess their faith in Christ. If they make a stand on the word of God. Now, amazing, kasabi niya, is the prophet. He was cast out of the synagogue, pero sabi niya, okay, I will obey. I will obey God. You know, one of the reasons I believe that the Bible is God's word is that it survived many attacks through the years and decades and centuries. One of the examples 
uh, if you read church history, grabe yun, no? dami ng tao, they tried to burn the Bible, they tried to close the publications, they tried to threaten the lives of the men who are propagating the Bible, they tried all kinds of strategies to wipe out the Bible from the face of the earth for hundreds and thousands of years. It's still the Bible is the most popular book in the whole world. Now, there's this guy, Voltaire. He's the famous French philosopher and brilliant atheist who wrote a number of tracts mocking and discrediting the Bible. He made a very bold statement. He lived in the 1700s. So, from now, mga 230 plus years na ho, nung nabuhay siya. Pero during his time in the 1700s, he made a bold declaration and he said that 100 years from today, the Bible will be a forgotten book. After he died for nearly 100 years, his home was used as the book depository for the French Bible Society and they sold Bibles out of his house. How many of you know this is the Word of God? The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away. People will come and go. But the word of God will stay forever. The word of God will stand true forever. And last thing as we end. In John chapter 9 verse 35 and 38. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And having found him he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? So hinanap siya ni Lord. Cast out siya sa synagogue. Sabi niya, oh. Balita ko, rejected ka na. Tanggal ka na sa basketball team. And he said, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him. And I'm just imagining this blind man. Parang familiar sa akin tong boses na to ah. And talking about him being able to see. And he said, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Amazing journey of faith. From, there's this man called Jesus. He is a prophet sent out from God. But now here, he came to a point wherein, I worship you. You're not just a messenger to me. You are God. Worship. Again, where are you in your journey of faith? Andun ka ba sa, Lord bless me, miracle? Andun ka na ba sa point na, Lord, I will obey your word, even if it's hard. And andito ka na ba na, Lord, you are my life. I worship you. You know, worship means... Uh, to hold a person or thing in a place of glory. It means to bow down, to exalt, or give the highest value and priority. The question is, what or who do you worship? Ano yung bagay sa buhay mo na talagang inaangat mo? Ito, top priority, importance and value. Pag nag-conflict, I will not surrender this. This is what I live for. What is that? Who is that? What or who do you exalt? Or give the highest value and priority? Who do you worship? And here's the thing about worship. Worship is not just something we do on a Sunday. Worship is not just the song uh, that we sing. Worship is the essence of our being. That's why I like this quote. It says, if we don't worship God, we don't worship nothing. We worship anything. Because the very essence of, of our being is worship. You, lo- you look for something to worship. And if you don't worship God, you will worship anything. It can be a person. I will die for you. Sisarain ko yung buhay ko para sa'yo. Ah, okay. It may be career. I'm willing to take advantage of anyone, do what is wrong. I'm willing to go over time, live my kids. and why. I'm willing to sacrifice everything for this. It can be power. 
It can be money. It can be anything. Because the essence, worship is the essence of our being. You know, I, I remember the story of my former senior pastor in New Belt when their second child died. They prayed for it. They, they, they prayed for the child. They, they fast. They believed for a miracle. But still at the end, namatay yung baby nila. And I will never forget, they were telling us a story. When my, uh, my senior pastor and his wife in that hospital, they were holding the baby and they worshipped the Lord. With tears in their eyes, grieving for the death of their, of their baby, they, they sang a worship song before God as a declaration that the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. There are things we will never understand in this world. I will never understand why he was born blind. I will never understand what, what, there's a lot of things I will never be able to understand. But whatever happens, I will give you glory. And I will exalt you. And I will declare that there is no one and nothing in this world that will take your place. In terms of value, in terms of importance, in terms of priority, that's what it means to worship. Diko alam, Lord, this will not be easy for us. But nevertheless, we're going to worship. If we only worship God because of the things we're getting from Him, we're not worshiping God, we're using Him. Worship. Where are you in your journey with God? I'd like to end in John chapter 9, verse 39 to 41. And here's the, 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 really the summary of the sign that was made. It's not just about physical blindness. This was a sign pointing to our spiritual blindness that Jesus wants to take away. In John nine thirty nine to 41, Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world that those who do not see may see, and those who see may, be, may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? Parang na-pick up ng mga Pharisees eh. Hindi sila slow. Nung narinig nila, parang, parang tayo yun ah. So pinapalabas mo ba, bulag kami? We're the teachers of the law. We're following the law of Moses. And Jesus said, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say, We see, your guilt remains. And it's talking about people who are very confident of their own righteousness. But okay naman kami ah. Why can you say we're blind? I'm okay. My family is okay. I'm going to church. I'm helping a lot of people. I'm doing good things. I'm not really a bad person. That is a picture of a person who is blind. I'm okay. Confident of self-righteousness. But Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And I came that you might see. They were blinded. Again, they were blinded by tradition. Blinded by fear. Blinded by wrong thinking. Blinded by self-righteousness. Thinking that I don't see the need for Jesus. I don't see the need to take my relationship with God seriously. I don't see the need... For me to surrender everything to God, I'm okay. Family is okay. Business is okay. I'm okay. But Jesus came that we may see and that we may have life and have it to the full. Amen? Can we take this moment to uh, just put ourselves in the presence of God? Lord, you, Lord, the Bible says in Second Corinthians 4, verse 4, that the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so that we will not see the light of the gospel, which is the glory of Christ. But thank you, Lord God, that you came and you said you are the light of the world. And we don't need to stay 
in the dark. We don't need to be kept in the dark so that we will be separated from you for the rest of our lives. God, we thank you that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you, you said that we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. Even at this very moment, I thank you, Lord God, for the blinders that are being removed. I thank you, Lord God, that your truth is setting many of us free. I thank you, Lord God, for using your word to, to Lord God, shine your light in areas of our lives where we are being hindered from fully surrendering to you as our Lord and our Savior. Maybe that's fear. Maybe that's tradition. Maybe that's wrong thinking. Maybe, maybe that's self-righteousness. God, I thank you, Lord God, for removing the blinders in our eyes. Lord, we ask for forgiveness for doubting you, doubting your word, for not, Lord God, responding to you immediately. But today, Lord God, we say we surrender to you. Lord, we don't want to stay in that stage where it's all about blessing and miracle. Lord, we don't want to stay in that stage where, Lord God, we're just... Uh, Lord God, obeying your word, but we're not really, uh, some areas of our lives we're obeying you, but not really totally. Lord, bring us to that place, to that stage wherein we will be able to say we worship you. That you are the, you are the center of everything, the front and center of our lives. Because you are. Lord, we worship you today. We thank you for all the good things you've done. We thank you for all the good things that you're doing. And we thank you for all the great things you're about to do. We honor you. We exalt you. Lord, I pray for those of us here, Lord, who are uh, kept in darkness, Lord God, who are not yet in a relationship with God. In fact, if you are here today, and that's your prayer, you're saying, Lord, I want to know you. I want to surrender my life to you. Lord, I don't want to live in darkness anymore. I want to step out of darkness and come into your light. Lord, I, if that's you, very quickly, as everybody head bowed and eyes closed, can you allow me to lead you in prayer? If that's you, raise your hand right where you are and, and pray with me. Raise your hands right where you are. Yes, I see hands raised. If that's you, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord, I acknowledge you as Lord and Savior. Lord, I'm sorry for all the sins I've done. I'm sorry, Lord God, for the, the, all the wrong things things that I've committed. Today, I ask for forgiveness. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you are willing to forgive me and cleanse me from all my unrighteousness. I believe that you died on the cross to pay for my sins. And if I put my faith in you, Lord God, not only that I will be forgiven, but I will receive eternal life. So thank you, Lord, I receive a new, the new heart and the new spirit from this day on Give me the grace, give me the power to love, serve, and obey you. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.